0: I'd like to be blunt with my talent. That's what we're all going to do. It's be blunt. I'm joined by Riley Cote, former NHL player. Yes. And Marvin Washington, former National Football League player. Thank you guys so much for being here. Let's talk a little bit about the importance of cannabinoids <clears throat> And sports.
1: Well, for me, it, it, it hits home because I wanted to be an alternative to the opiates that uh, football players start taking as as early as as high school, and then they get in an opiate regimen or routine in, in, in college, and then by the time they get to the NFL, it's candy. Uh, yeah, it's candy. And then you take guys, whether their careers three or four years or five years or eleven years like mine, and if you're on that opiate regimen from July to 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 January February, it's hard to cut off, and so the NFL has two issues. It has the head issues with CTE, but the other issue they have is the opiate addiction of their former players. There's 20,000 of us. We're four times more likely to abuse opiates in general society, but we know what's happening with general society with opiates.
0: And hey, but boy, we really gotta gotta hit home when it comes to professional athletes because you know. Opioids are the regimen of choice for the doctors. You have doctors who are being yelled at by the coaches, I need him back on the field, and give him another pill, give him another pill, give him another pill. I mean, so for anybody to question why you've been addicted, I mean, what was your experience like?
2: Yeah, well, I, I seen the dark side of, uh, of the sports industry, well, just the way they manage paint and, and the daily grind of uh, sports performance. So that was really the reason I got into the cannabis space and my personal experience with cannabis and how it helped me while I was playing as well as uh, when I transitioned to the, you know, the real world. But uh, you know, seeing my fellow colleagues and, and peers struggle with substance abuse, whether it's an opioid or alcohol or sleeping pill, for that matter, uh, it, it's real. And uh, like you said, uh, this is what's passed on to the players from the, the medical staff. It, it is an opioid or a sleeping pill or muscle relaxer. So we want to change that model uh, to cannabinoids. I mean, we, we see that they can help with the recovery process on so many different levels, and we're just going to keep this conversation going through the sports platform. I
0: recently did a show with uh, Dr. Oz and some doctors from you know multiple universities in the, in the Newark area that have now clearly stated that they see cannabinoids as an exit drug. To opioid addiction.
1: Has that been your experience? Uh, it, it's coming around. You know, we still have to keep educating because when we speaking at these conferences or speaking amongst each other, we're preaching to the choir. Sure. Only 10% of the country knows the difference between THC and CBD, and we have to keep hammering and, and telling our friends and, and professions and getting into universities because there's no medical school to teach you about the endocannabinoid the system. There's no medical school that teaches that a cannabinoid is a neuroprotectant and an antioxidant for the brain in relationship to concussion. So we gotta keep this thing going. Uh, It started in 2014 with Colorado and Oregon coming on board. That was five years ago. Mm -hmm. That's like the Wright brothers (coughs) taking off the Kitty hop. Sure, still pushing that wooden
0: plane down ahead. (laughs) Yeah. know, when you
2: speak to other athletes though, are you starting to get a sense that they're starting to understand? Yeah, they are. And you know, going back to when I was playing, uh, a lot of guys just use dry flower cannabis without any manual or, you know, information science and now there's a whole lot of world of cannabinoid therapies and products so the information and education is out there so these these athletes are spending a lot of time and resources in recovery and staying healthy and, and, and you know, long term preventing injury. So they're leaning on these you know non-intoxicated cannabinoids like CBD and the rest of them. But uh, you know, I, I would like to think that most athletes are on some sort of cannabis based product you know, with one shape or another.
0: Especially when it comes to contact sports. I've been seeing myself recently around the country, especially guys who are MMA, boxers and others, mm-hmm. are actually using cannabis a lot in between their fights, That's in between their training, yep. because they recognize there's a neuroprotective quality, a neuroprotective capability among cannabis.
1: But yeah. it also helps out with pain management. Sure. And like, Riley and I, you know, he's a little younger than I am, but, you know, these guys have all the information at the, at the end of their fingertips, sure. and they are educated. I was with a couple of professional football players back in December, and I wanted to give them some CBD. They already had my product. God. Guys are looking to, for an alternative that doesn't have a long-term effect on their health, that's non-toxic, non addictive It's gonna do the same thing as an uh, Indocin. It's gonna do the same thing as a Percocet. It's gonna do the same thing as the benzodiazepines that they give you, you know? Because we recognize that all those that
0: you just named, we're never meant to be long-term pain-relieving agents. Never right. meant to be, never studied for. There's no research that backs it up. Yet, we live in a country and in a society where doctors will promote the use of that and then turn around and claim that cannabis hasn't been tested.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, let me say this with uh, with, with, with the, the pain pills and things like that. If I break my finger or break my leg or anything, yeah, I'm going to want a pain pill. Sure. You know, for acute pain. But over uh two weeks three weeks a month you know four months five months there's no way in heck they should be doing this and we just want to get the players an alternative a natural alternative that uh is going to do the same thing that the opiates are doing absolutely, absolutely.
0: martin you're on the board of a really i think exciting organization it's called athletes for care why do you tell
1: us a little bit about it it's uh, so an organization that we started Raleigh's on the board also one of the co-founders and we started out about three and a half four years ago because we didn't have a dedicated marketplace for athletes that were coming in and at the time there was a handful of us but we want we wanted to, we knew that there was going to be strength in numbers so we wanted to have a place where athletes can come get educated about this plant and what it does for the body because there's a lot of misconceptions out there and I think we started with a handful and now we have over 100 150 from you know from all the four major leagues to run, rugby players to distance runners to uh, skateboarders and everybody so now they know there's a place for them to come and get educated and learn about you know the medicinal benefits of this wonderful plan
0: why don't you guys give
1: us a direct plug where does people go to
0: find out more information
2: yeah it's athletes Uh you can learn more we have a, lot, a bunch of layers to our company uh, just to really uh, the, the immediate healing tool of cannabis but um, opportunity, as it creates opportunity, investment opportunity. But uh, the big, the big thing we want to stress is that this isn't selfishly about athletes. This is for the better good of all people. So, using the the sports platform to engage in research initiatives and uh, spread the gospel. Thank you, guys.
0: Sir. No problem. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks